Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. <laughs> hey, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with your hosts, Clark and... Bobby's here. She's looking, looking at me <laughs> cross-eyed. I didn't know what you were going to do. This Come on, this. honey. you got to have this my back. live, guys. Live event here. That's right. <laughs> well, let's um, let's jump right in. Let's John say. 14. No jokes. Jump. No stories today. Just John 14. Or we could do what our kids do, and that's make everything a joke. <laughs> yeah. And make up jokes. <laughs> Dad, what sense. did the dinosaur say to the wizard? Like, oh, good. I love where this is going. <laughs> the sidewalk has a crack. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, that wow, is, is funny. And then you, you get to practice your fake laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're good at that. I think you use your fake laugh on me. Uh, no, uh. I would never sound like the, the guy from Hunger Games. The girl on fire. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> Peter. You really do. Ha, ha, ha. All right, John 14, enough of that. I know. We have a lot to say. Be serious, folks. (laughs) Bring it back together. In these verses. This is a really beautiful, beautiful chapter, and there's great theological depth that we're going to attempt to discuss. And we hope we don't leave you with more questions as you leave than before you came. But we're going to try to talk about. If you do, you can talk to Clark about it. Do you have any deep questions or. Anger or frustrations, you can email me at ken.corver at erc.la. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my. All right. All right. What so, are we saying? We Jesus is say. comforting his disciples. I yep. love it because the beginning of this chapter, it literally is just complete confusion, and it's all about directions. And so it's <laughs> <Yeah>. today for us... <laughs> Trying to get directions and where we're supposed to go is not really a thing anymore because 99.999% of us have smartphones with the capability. No, you still mess it up. I know. Google Maps. If you're listening to this, I know you've messed. I've messed up Google Maps a number of times. Waze. Waze is what gets you. (laughs) Bobby, am I taking? Am I getting off here or no? Am I getting off here or no? I can't. I can't tell. The I can't arrow, tell. The arrow the is arrow blinking. Looks, the arrow looks like it's a centimeter farther. What's oh a centimeter in real life? Is that a mile? 100 feet? Oh, come on, precious. Uh, one quick story. There. Do you remember the event? We had a couples event, and I was bringing your clothes for you and Dave. Anyway, Dave Nearpass was here, and his wife, Aubrey. Up in the mountains? It was at um, Dolly's house. We had a couple's event, and you guys oh, went yeah. early to set it up. And I'm like, okay, Kirby was a baby. Anyway, long story short, you guys, Kirby barfed like all over me. Yep, I remember I that. I had to change, and I had your guys's clothes, and I, I put in, I put in the correct address, mm-hmm. and it led me to a house that wasn't even in Fullerton. <laughs> I had put like avenue instead of street or drive uh, or something. So technically, it was it was not the correct address. Then you guys just t- <laughs> <laughs> a- avenue, boulevard, street no, are all different things. I think that someone had sent me a link, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just put the it was, link." It was in probably mine. Dave. And who sent me that? It was Dave or Aubrey, my, my husband, leaving me alone out to the walls, would, driving along I somewhere in some never. neighborhood with an I'm infant. I'm a protector and a provider. It's what I do. <laughs> Anyways, directions. Jesus is talking to the disciples about directions, and they're really confused. Verse yeah. five. Thomas said to him, "Lord." 
we don't know where you're going. Right. How can we know the way? Because in verses 1 through 4, Jesus is trying to give them peace and comfort, telling them, I'm about to leave. I'm going to die, which he's already told them a couple times now. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. It's going to be great because I'm going to come back and get you. So he said, right. don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. He also is God. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you may also be with me where I am. You may know the way to the place where I'm going. And so essentially what Jesus Christ is saying right here is I am the only one who has come from heaven and come to earth. And he's about to go back up into heaven. And then he one day he promises us to come back and get us. So he's going to come again. That's the judgment. And he's going to get all of us who are in Christ and believe in him and yeah. bring us back to heaven. Mm-hmm. Heaven to earth, back to heaven, back to earth, back to heaven. And if you think about directions and trying to go somewhere pre-iPhone day, pre-Google Maps day, you need help. You need someone to tell you who's been there, whether it's the creator of the map or someone who lives in the small town. Here's how you get there. Right. And they need to listen to them. Spiritually, Jesus is saying, I am the way. Yeah. I am the truth. I am the life. If you want to experience eternity, if you want to experience salvation, all these good things, mm-hmm. it's got to be in and through a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, what he says in verse 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. No one gets to the Father except through me. Mm-hmm. Then confusion sets in. <laughs> oh, you're at me. I'm looking at you right now. Um, you want to jump in? Sure. Where am I jumping? <laughs> jump, jump to verse 8. Because there's where they're confused again. So one, Thomas is like, we don't know where you're going in verse five. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Verse eight, old Philip is confused. Right, Philip's asking like for even a little bit more clarity, which is under. I, I get it. You get. I, I'm with the disciples in this because right before this, Jesus was saying, "You can't come with me." In, in chapter thirteen, so Philip is saying, "Okay, Lord, show us the Father," because essentially that's what Jesus is saying. Like, if you know me, you know the Father. Okay, just just show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. And so Jesus continues to say, essentially, like, because you've seen me, because you know me, as he continues on in verses 9, um, because you've spent time, I've been among you, you've seen the Father. <laughs> so he's saying, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father's in me? And as he continues, he's talking about how even his authority and, and how he's doing, and, or excuse me, how he's living and what he's doing. When you believe in Jesus, when you believe in what you've seen, because he's been walking among them, then you can believe and know the Father, that it's through Jesus. You know, John has talked about this from the beginning, chapter one, literally, from before all time, how um, then the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And, and it's the same message. He's mm-hmm. saying, if you look at me, if you look at the person of Jesus, who was all, that was also a prayer of Jesus and that um, that that he is the the revelation of God that by yeah. looking at him you can understand God the Father and then as we transition in so we we know Jesus we're talking about how you can know the Father through Jesus and Jesus continues talking about this trinitarian view and reality of God in how now He's going because Holy Spirit needs to come. Yeah, and then <laughs> verses 15 through uh, 31 are all about the Holy Spirit, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then it again talks about Father, Son, and Spirit. And mm-hmm. so the Trinity is by far probably the most confusing part of, of Christianity, the most like the most sure. confusing aspect of, theologically of like our faith and trying to get our head trying around and make sense, sense of it. Yeah. You know, And so... 
be gracious with yourself and even other people as they come and ask you or you wrestle with questions like, mm-hmm. how does this actually work? And so one, you keep going back to scripture and you look at Jesus and how did Jesus teach us about the Father and about the Spirit? Mm-hmm. And what does God say about himself? Well, clearly many times the Bible teaches us that the Lord our God is one. Jesus, who speaks about the Father and the Spirit here, quotes that often. Sure. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. He talks about that, but he's always alluding to that God as one person, as one God, sorry, mm-hmm. but three mm-hmm. persons. Mm-hmm. Father, Son, and Spirit. And so, he, humanly, we're trying to use our finite mental capacity to describe an infinite God. And it just is not possible. Like, we don't have the vocabulary, the mental ability, the awareness. And someday we will. But right now we don't. So, we, mm. we at times, with good intention, we try to create analogies or metaphors yeah. <laughs> to help us make sense of this. And I want to just tell you this. Any attempt to explain the Trinity with, I don't know, human logic is going to be heretical and incorrect at some level. (laughs) So I'm not saying, like, don't try to do this, especially if someone is, like, really hurting. But just know that every aspect of it. So, like, one of the things that the church historically has talked about is, like, the Father, Son, and Spirit are the same substance. They are one essence. They are one being. They are one God. Okay. And they're three persons. And so sometimes people want to talk about, like, water and ice and... Fog. Like they're all liquid, H2O to some capacity, but then people get in debates about yeah. substance and all that. So <laughs> the, the most helpful heretical analogy that I found is the whole do, re, mi. What would you even call those? A chord? A, like the, they're chords? Well, when you play, so do, re, mi are notes. Notes. Okay. When you play them together, like that's that what you mean? Yeah. Then then it, it, that becomes, it makes a chord. So for me, being a, the least musical person west of the Mississippi, uh, I hear do, and then you have the second part of the, the congregation or worship. Do the re, and then you have the me. <laughs> Join the choir next week. And uh, But when you put all those three notes together, and me as just your average listener, I hear one beautiful sound. sound yeah. One mm-hmm. sound or one chord, if that's the proper musical lingo here. And so when it comes to the Father, Son, and Spirit, they are distinct in that they have different roles and um, their ministry is is different, but always affirming, blessing, glorifying mm-hmm. the others as they make up one God. Mm-hmm. So when you read this passage now, Jesus takes time to describe the Holy Spirit who is constantly pointing us to Jesus mm-hmm. and trying to glorify the Father. And the way that the, the Trinity and the Holy Spirit here specifically is described the rest of the way is the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is a truth teller. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is our reminder. He is our teacher. Mm-hmm. And so if you read again verses 15 to 31, Jesus is basically saying, like, the Father's going to give you another counselor who's going to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world can't accept him. Neither it sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he will live with you and he will be in you. Jesus is essentially saying, I'm not going to leave you as orphans. When I go to the Father to prepare a place for you, I'm giving you my spirit to be with you, to convict you of your sin, to convince you my way is right. Mm -hmm. Everything I've spoken has come from the Father. I'm preaching in my name. And this is essentially what he's getting at here in this chapter. Mm -hmm. And so I think for, for me, though, as confusing as this is, this makes me celebrate God and just understand the beauty 
mm-hmm. of him and also makes me sit and think about, do I have a healthy balance in my heart and my mind honoring all of our one God? So if I had to ask you, like if you had to break down like a percentage of your heart, your attention, your mm-hmm. mind, what percentage would you give the Father, right, the Son, and the Spirit? Mm-hmm. And let's say perfectly... We're honoring all of God. It'd be like 33.33333% to the Father, 33.33333% to Jesus, 33.3333% to the Spirit. What percentage would you give? Right. In reality, if you actually examine yeah, and spend time. Yeah, I think that's one thing that <clears throat> even just a really quick, easy way to know that about yourself is how do you pray? Um, mm-hmm. You know, We've talked about how ending our prayer, you know, in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or praying, um, you know, Holy Spirit, like in a, in a moment throughout the day, moment by moment, okay, Holy Spirit, you know, I'm going into this uh, meeting, a conversation, you know, whatever it might be, or in the morning, um, just glorifying and praising the Father, or, or what does that look like? Is it, is it always mm-hmm. the Father? I think that'll give kind and, of a clear... And I would say biblically, too, give yourself some leeway here, because there's multiple examples. Most of the time, it is pray to the Father. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. I know, but I'm just Our saying, I think if you want a snippet of like, hey, how do I even reflect on that, Pastor? Yeah. Like, what do we, what, how do you guys do that? Well, often... That's yeah. maybe helpful. Those are things that you practically do throughout the day. Totally. Well, you look at mm-hmm. Paul's letters and his prayers and his benedictions are often Trinitarian. Yeah. You know, Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's, I don't know, it's just a helpful reminder for me to think about all of who God is. It's good stuff. Before we leave you, I'm going to give you an encouragement here because we, Jesus says, um, it's not in verse 15, if you understand me, you'll keep my commands. He just says, if you love me. Mm-hmm. And then again in verse 27, he says, I, I'm leaving you with peace. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So he begins the chapter saying, don't be troubled. And then towards the end here, he's saying, don't be troubled. And I'm so grateful that we can love and um, we can follow these commands. We can love the Lord uh, even in our own finite understanding. That isn't that isn't to say don't discern, don't dig in, don't you know? Thessalonians talks about having faith with deep conviction. Do that definitely. Um, but here, I'm just encouraged in these verses uh, to love the Lord and to receive His peace, saying like. You know, it could be helpful, God, if you would give me more understanding here. And we can ask for that. James 1 talks about asking for wisdom. Uh, totally. Let's receive his peace in in our, um, you know, tr- trials, in us trying to understand. Let's receive his peace. Um, let's live out of his love. And uh, as we keep his commands, let's live loved. Let's receive his peace. I think those are just words, too, that kind of mm. snuck in the chapter as we're talking about something that is mysterious, that is difficult to wrap our heads around. That um, in the midst of it, that, that we, you know, we don't need to be paralyzed. Jesus is saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. How many times in the mm. Old Testament have you heard that um, unto the Israelites? How many times did Jesus... Um, you know, talk about not living in fear with the disciples. How many times when an angel comes, you know, unto Mary, do not be afraid. These kind of examples are coming to mind where, you know, that's not the heart of God. He's saying, yeah, you know, here's a picture of who I am and my heart for you. And it's hard to understand it. And I'm going to give you peace in the Mm -hmm. midst of it. I love it. That's good. Now, if you understand me, you obey me. If you love me, that's a good point. (laughs) 
you want to reference, so that's verses 15 and 23. If you love me, you'll obey me. So, hey, thanks for hearing us out. (laughs) Thanks for laughing with us. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you Sunday. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.